Welcome to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes. This is the show where we share stories and memories of the music that has shaped our lives. Welcome, Talk Tuners. It's Stephanie Pena here. Hi, I'm Stephanie Myers. Oh my gosh, Stephanie, another great episode today. Very excited. But, uh, you know, before we start, tell me, have you been in any shows lately? I have, and I wanted to share a really cool one that I recently saw. Recently got to see Muti at the Wiltern here in L.A., and they were just absolutely amazing. They are 11 drummers and horn players. They're a self-described techno marching band. And they certainly oh, wow. have, <laughs> yeah, they certainly have the marching band costumes, but it's with a totally different sound. I wouldn't even describe it as techno, but do amazing things with their instrumentals. And wow. high energy, great showmanship. It was a great show and it was a great place to catch a show. Um, at the Wiltern, which is super chill, um, super nice. There's seating. It's a beautiful, beautiful old theater from the Art Deco period. Um, oh, cool. Highly, yeah, highly recommend catch a show there um, if you're in LA, but highly recommend this. you see Muti um, if they come through your town. I've never heard of these folks. Now, something on a similar vein about a big band. Um, the other day, I was taking a small road trip with my brother, and Gogo Bordello was on the on the Sirius XM. I forget which song, and he's like, "What the hell is this?" Because <laughs> it's different, right? So I would have been tripped the fuck out if you would have taken me to this show. I would yeah. not be expecting a marching band, 11 yeah. people. So anyway, that just kind of went through my head. I'm just laughing because it's different, right? I was like, it's Gogo Bordello, man. It's different. Yeah. And he's amazing. Him and his band is amazing live. So anyway, it just made me think of that. That's so funny. I love right. it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Sometimes you All walk right. in and you don't expect what you end up uh, seeing or hearing that day when it comes to music. So yeah, uh, I yeah. understand yeah. your brother's thoughts. Yeah, it's, it's completely different. And I would, yeah, that's how I would, I just kind of envision maybe even some of the crowd there because they weren't expecting, you know, and just like, oh, all right, cool. And just, yeah. and just get down with it. And everybody was fully on board um, yeah. by the end, actually dancing all around. So that's good shit. I like good, it. Good times. Good, good times. So that was good times. And I'm also just really excited to talk about uh, some of our good times and our memories related to the band we're here to talk about today, which is Credence Clearwater Revival and Bad Moon Rising.
also known as CCR, guys. CCR is what you what you'll hear. They're announced on classic rock radio. I think all really cool bands have like you know acronyms, right? I mean, I think so. Yeah, you know, I mean that. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool, and and they definitely qualify as a cool band. Yeah, they're lot. so cool. They're so cool, and like they're effortlessly cool, right? Which exactly. Me, yeah, which to me says everything. They were formed uh, in El Cerrito, California, and the band initially consisted of lead vocalist, lead guitarist, and primary songwriter John Fogarty, um, his brother, rhythm guitarist Tom Fogarty, bassist Stu Cook, and drummer Doug Clifford. And they broke up in 1972, and that was after four mm-hmm. years of just topping the charts. Yeah. So, you know, you hear their music everywhere to this day and you think about, mm-hmm. wow, their that initial iteration lasted a mere four years, which is kind of incredible, right? Yeah, man. And just to think, you know, we weren't even thought of in 1972. We weren't breathing and we're here talking about them. I mean, just because they're show how badass they are, you know? Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Good stuff here. I love it. Yeah. Totally. They have such an interesting story. Talk tuners don't know if you know this, but you might because the history of CCR is pretty acrimonious in a lot of ways. And John um, fought with the remaining members of CCR over business matters and artistic control matters, and all of which resulted in lawsuits among all the former bandmates. Um, And then John's disagreements with uh, Fantasy Records owner Saul Zaints led to more court cases. Mm. And this is like a legendary feud. Legendary musical feud for folks that don't know it. Uh, He took his feud with Saul to his music. Fogarty's album, Centerfield, had two songs attacking him. It's called Mr. Greed and Zans Can't Dance, which featured the line, Zans can't dance, but he'll steal your money. And (laughs) Zans sued Fogarty for defamation. And he was forced to change the name of the song to Vans Can't Dance. So they didn't. They didn't like each other. Ridiculous. Anyway. Yeah. They yeah. didn't like each other. But Saul really screwed over John in so many ways over the years. He accused John of plagiarizing himself uh, by writing The Old mm-hmm. Man Down the Road, saying that was a rewrite of his 1970 hit, Run Through the Jungle. You know, just all sorts of these things that made it much harder for John to get any kind of credits or rights for his music. And it just lasted for years and years and years. But anyway, all that said, I kind of appreciate the way John holds a grudge. (laughs) Well, yeah, who wouldn't, man? I mean, this dude sucks. You know, hell no. This guy Saul, you know, I'm not trying to call Saul, better call Saul. Anyway, that was a (laughs) cheesy joke. But, you know, as we were just doing, you know, as I was doing research for this, I took a look at Fogarty's YouTube channel. And there is a clip of him being interviewed by somebody in 2022. I tried to see who the interviewer was. I couldn't catch it. But it's a basically like a minute and 30 second clip. And it's it's John reiterating and talking about this time where he was um, battling Saul in court for, you know, the song, The Old Man Down the Road. And John was saying that his lawyer asked Saul uh, to confirm that this case was just a vendetta against John. And according to Fogarty, Homeboy didn't even, his lawyer's homeboy, homeboy didn't even finish his fucking question. And this dude comes in, it's an answer to a vendetta. Stop. Anyway, that just goes to show there. And 
I was, I was pretty floored. I'm like, that's crazy. So, um, but you know, what's even crazier, more crazy about this folks, just to bring it all full circle for, you know, Credence Clearwater Revival, that's John Fogarty. That is him. He is the leader. He is the creator. He, he was it. You know, he wrote the songs. He, he did everything. And for him not to own a single song before it was even written on paper is pretty fucked up. And that's the kind of control that Saul had over him. So whatever, I mean, they were kids when they formed, right? So they were just stoked. I can imagine just really stoked that they're getting a record deal, but man, did they pay the price? That's messed up, completely messed up. And, you know, as far as, you know, Stephanie mentioned, just like any good rock band, there's going to be some friction. There's always got to be some sort of drama. And I, I, you know, it's just, it's a given, you know, GNR, Poison, you know, Metallica, everybody, everybody hates each other at some point. But uh, (laughs) it's true, though. It's so true. It's true. (laughs) But regardless, I saw another, I guess, short on Credence. And talking about their Woodstock performance. I forgot that they had played Woodstock. Because guess what? Fogarty was so pissed off that they were, they were having technical difficulties. And they went on at midnight. Um, because their stage time got changed. Because they went on before the Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead was having some issues with their uh, equipment. And, you know, we all know, like, Grateful Dead is, like, they have, like, 10-minute long songs. Anyway, so that would <laughs> put a... Really put through a wrench in the plans as far as when Credence got on stage. And supposedly they got on stage and everyone was like half asleep, drunk, maybe a little bit high out of their mind. It's midnight. They've been partying all day. So some folks, as I was doing other readings, said it was the best performance they had seen, whatever. I'm sure they were great. But I forgot that they played Woodstock because Fogarty would not let them use any of that set and any of the promotional... Afterwards. Oh my god. So talk about a fucking perfectionist, right? I can I respect that to the nth degree. I mean, these guys were so big in their time that they started outselling the Beatles. Yeah. That's fucking huge. That's huge. So if anybody's on the line right now has not heard of Credence Clearwater Revival, you need to go educate yourself because I guarantee you you have either heard one song or you love like ten of them. <laughs> or you'll totally. learn to love them. Oh, you're totally. Yeah. There's so many but, good ones. I could go on all day. Uh, there's just so many good ones. And John's such a great songwriter. Um, and again, mm-hmm. sure doesn't mean that he wants to continue to hang out with his bandmates. He <laughs> refused to perform with the two surviving members at uh, CCR's 1993 induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And just to be clear, talk tuners, Although the band's never reunited, John Fogarty continues to perform CCR songs as part of his ongoing solo act, and Cook and Clifford have performed mm-hmm. as Credence Clearwater Revisited since the 90s. And I'm just going to add my own commentary here. I think it's really shitty that John wrote all the songs and that the rest of the band gets to now perform under the moniker Revisited. So it's like essentially they get the CCR acronym to travel with. And John doesn't. I think it's dumb. So whatever. That's what I think. I got two words for that. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. 
whatever, but it is what it is. I know I've seen Creedence Clearwater revisited, come through San Antonio, Austin, wherever I was living. Never caught them. But, uh, but yeah, but let's get started on, on the actual song. Let's talk about that stuff. Yeah, so I'm sure talk tuners have heard of the classic Bad Moon Rising. It's so, so deep in the pop culture lexicon these days. It was released all the way back in 1969. It was off of their album Green River. It peaked at number three on Billboard. And then all the way in 2010, Rolling Stone ranked it 364 on the 500 greatest songs of all time list. Which to me says it all, right? That's absolute timelessness happening there. Mm -hmm. And it is my karaoke classic or one of them. I just (laughs) did it this past weekend in Palm Springs for karaoke. I will will do some CCR for karaoke all the time because John Fogarty is really in my range. But yeah, that's another episode. Uh, your vocal range, so okay, yeah. cool. All right, he's in my range. Right. He's in my gotcha. range. It's very easy to nail that. So yeah, so really if anyone's like new, that. newish listening, Myers <laughs> has a real, real big, insane love and appreciation on a whole nother level for karaoke. <laughs> so just let y'all know, catch some past episodes because uh, we talk about some karaoke sessions. Pretty good. I do, I do. So. Uh, so karaoke appreciation for Bad Moon Rising, as well as just general musical appreciation for Bad Moon Rising. Uh, John, when he wrote it, said, okay, I'm going to use weather imagery to give a creepy feeling that something bad is lurking, quote, out there, which I thought was really cool. And he was inspired to write the song after watching the movie The Devil and Daniel Webster it's from 1941. And there's a scene in the film where a hurricane destroys the crops of several farms, but spares those of a certain farmer um, who makes a deal with the devil in exchange for wealth. And John said, the song's about the apocalypse that's going to be visited upon us. Quite a quote. Um, And he also said that when the band was learning the song, he recognized there's a real dichotomy there between the apocalyptic words and the happy melody As a side note, that's my favorite kind of song. I love it. (laughs) When there's a jaunty melody and real dark lyrics. See the cars for that. But that's also another episode. This song does not give the spooky vibe, right? Like, it it doesn't. I'm like, I'm looking at this through a whole different lens. It's good. Yeah. And I love that. Those are my favorite kind of songs. Uh, When the lyrics are saying one thing and the musical vibe is another. And then John said it wasn't until the band was learning the song that he realized the dichotomy. He said, here you've got the song with all these hurricanes and blowing and raging ruin and all that. But it's I see a bad moon rising. It's a happy sounding tune, right? It didn't bother me at the time. It's a great line. It's a great thing to say. Um, And then, of course, I think I think most people know what it is in the pop culture lexicon right now, too, because it's been heard for many years. This is misheard lyric of. There's a bathroom on the right, <laughs> which frankly is exactly what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So, so John, like we're wondering, like, what does he think of that misheard lyric? Is he offended by that? What does he think? He said, not only does it not bug me, I sing that myself nowadays. Have fun with it. People are mishearing the words as we all do, especially in rock and roll with singers who get excited and kind of rush their words. And the cool thing was we got to see him do exactly that when 
you and I got to see him absolutely absolutely that's it's great that just goes to show how cool john is man you know i mean we all mess up lyrics dude that is i really i mean don't know somebody who like never screws up a lyric at least once right i just think about <laughs> just really side note really quick you remember the song Santa Monica? Claire, everybody does, right? Everybody. I am still living with your ghost. Yeah. Yo, I thought it said goat. <laughs> and there's another line, like, I'm still dreaming of your face. I thought dreaming of your fish. Like, what? Wow. Yeah, I was like, this dude, like, he was dating some some chick who had, who was really an animal. So living with your goat. Yeah. So you know what? I'm, I, this this song will forever be bathroom on the ride. It's good. It just, you know, it's fine. And hey, and it goes with the theme of the spooky theme. You know, yeah. I'm scared. I'm going to go piss my pants. Well, bathroom's on the right. <laughs> bathroom's on the right. <laughs> no. Now, all good. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. yeah. So watching him do this shit live was phenomenal. Let's get back on track. It was so great. It was so great. So we got to see John Fogarty play a great show at South Street Seaport in 2009. And talk to nerds, if you're not familiar with South Street Seaport, it's right on the water in New York City. There's a series of summer shows that come through and they're free and they're awesome. And we're really excited to go see John Fogarty play. He came out in all black. He kind of looked like Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. you know, committing to the bit over summer which I appreciate. Thought that was mm-hmm. great. He um, he had ran through a number of CCR hits and then his own solo stuff too. He did Centerfield and others. He did a great job. People were just really excited. There was a write-up of the show in Brooklyn Vegan, the music blog. And they mm-hmm. mentioned my favorite part, as we alluded to, when he acknowledged how Bad Moon Rising has become, quote, bathroom on the right. Uh, within pop culture and John kind of points to the right as he sings the chorus. So I appreciated that. I appreciated that. Like, he's just like, I'm going to, I'm going to nod and wink to the audience. So I thought Mm -hmm. that was really cool. And obviously um, John takes it in the spirit that it's uh, intended. Right. Exactly. And I also just appreciated the there was a uh, he played Proud Mary, which he wrote. Some people don't know that, but yes, he wrote Proud Mary. Yeah, there is a great there is a great line. This Brooklyn Vegan article about the concert it was like, you can't believe how loud a crowd can sing and how spastic white people can be until you see what happened during Proud Mary. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true. It's so true. People absolutely lose their minds with excitement. <laughs> with mm-hmm. all of it. They're like, ah, oh, Robbie, it's a great song. Side yes. note, Tina Turner's version, I think, became the standard version. It's yes. indisputably simply the best. R.I.P. Tina. <laughs> R.I.P. Tina. She just, she did an amazing job with it. And it's so cool to see their different versions, honestly. It is. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm, I like Tina's better. You know, I don't even, sure. I don't, when, I wasn't even expecting it. I was like, oh, yeah, who wrote that song? That's right. My bad. I was like, okay, cool. And, yeah, Yeah. there was a lot of white people there. I'll test to that. There's There's a lot of white people there. Yeah, there was. (laughs) (laughs) 
white people going to see John Fogarty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, hey man, you know, uh, as a Mexican American over here, man, he hits it. He's real, dude. I love it. You know, like, and on, that's what it was all about, right? You know, especially during this time. They came in during yeah. a period of time where politics were big. The Vietnam War was going on. Fools yeah. were being drafted into the fucking war. They didn't want to fucking fight. And, you know, makes me think of, you know, the song, Fortunate Son, you know, and it's about unfortunate individuals who were drafted into, you know, the Vietnam War. And then what, I had no idea, Stephanie, that John and Doug Clifford were actually in the military. They actually served. So that's pretty great. Like, you know, it just makes him even cooler, you know, just makes him even cooler. And even at that time, he was like, hey, and he's always been like, I'm not down for war, which hence the Woodstock appearance, like it all makes sense. And then, you know, just giving, giving our listeners more of a full feel of this guy. So he is awesome. I really do enjoy him. And I just got to say, Fortunate Son made such an impression on me from the very first time I heard it. Like he was saying things and he was writing about things, music that weren't popular at the time necessarily. And he was like, Hey guys, this is actually really messed up. We're sending exactly. out these teenagers to war to die for an unjust war. It's a incredible song to this day gives me goosebumps. So yeah, Fortunate Son is one of the my top songs of all time. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, I would say my top song is Have You Ever Seen the Rain? Oh my God, that song can make me cry. It is yeah. beautiful. I can listen to it on repeat. That is my absolute favorite. Bad Moon Rising, I love too. Of course, that's why we're talking about it today. It's a feel-good song. Um, you know, in case I'm going to just reiterate again, talk tuners, if you've never heard Credence, you need to go listen. Um, you know, on that note, if you want to learn more about Credence, um, Stephanie, I don't know if you checked out this, uh, rock documentary yet, um, on Netflix, they have one, the traveling band Credence Clearwater revival at the Royal Albert hall came out and came out last year in 2022. And it's footage from their performance at the Robert, excuse me, Royal Albert hall. 1970 performance and Jeff Bridges does the commentary. Jeff Bridges is the, uh, the big Lebowski for those that maybe just not, may not know him by actor name. Uh, have you checked that one out yet? You know, I don't know that I've checked out that doc. I've seen so much of their concert footage, but, uh, this yeah. one might've just slipped right past my radar. So that's fantastic. I would love to yeah. see it, especially 1970 archival mm-hmm. footage. That's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome, man. This has been great. I love his band. They're so fun. Just talking about it makes me happy because I can just hear all their tunes and I'm like, yeah, I mean, they rock y'all. They rock. It's 2023 as a 1969 was a long ass time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they kept it. You know what I mean? They've kept the rock in that long, yeah, which is to me shit. incredible. So long live John oh, Fogarty. Indeed, I, man. I hope, Indeed. He, I hope he lives many more moons as it were. No pun intended. For sure. No pun intended. But uh, yeah, Talk Tuners, thanks for sticking with us through this episode. As always, we're on your social of choice. So you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Stephanie's Talk Tunes, on Twitter, Stephanie's Talk, Gmail, Stephanie's Talk Tunes at gmail.com. Easy shortcut to all things Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes is Stephanie's Talk Tunes.com, where you can find all the episodes. You can also find some merch, anything that you want. And we'd love to hear if you have some stories. If you saw CCR back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, four years that they were together, we'd love to hear your concert story. 
And then finally, please rate us on Good Pods. We have been up on the music charts there lately and just really excited and grateful for it. So thank you for rating us there. Please continue to do so. And if you write a short five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will also periodically be reading those here on the show. So thank you for those and please keep them coming. We really, really appreciate the support. So great. Yes, yes. Definitely always have to echo that sentiment. It's been awesome. Really, really happy um, that you guys are enjoying the show. Please reach out to us, talk to us, let's have a conversation. And also do remember that we are a proud member of the Pantheon uh, you know, Podcast Network, Music Network. We have brother and sister podcasts that are absolutely killer, and you should check those out too. This is Stephanie Benyam, and I am out. Stephanie Myers, I'm out. See you in two weeks, Dr. Tuners. Peace. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.